Hello, this is Nigeria Daily. My name is Lilian Ogazi. The Minister of Interior, Ralph Arabeshola, says there are over 3,000 inmates still at large following jailbreaks in Nigeria within the last year. He further disclosed that 4,860 inmates escaped from various custodial centers from 2020 till date. And out of this, 984 have been recaptured. This leaves the country with about 3,876 inmates out of custody. What is the implication of jailbreak on society? Should we expect an increased crime rate? I put these questions and more to a criminologist who is also a professor of prisons. Let's listen to him. My name is Abdullahi Maikonomadeji, a lecturer from the Department of Sociology by Aero University, Kano. And I'm a professor of criminology and security studies, in particular a professor of prison. Let me begin by saying that prisons are built to accommodate wrongdoers, either as awaiting trial or convicted. And everybody knows convicted prisoners are categorized on the basis of the legal reasons why they are in prison. Some of them are there for short term, some for long term, some for life, some condemned, waiting for their death warrant to be signed by state executives before the sentence will take effect. Now, the implications of jailbreaks, let me begin by also saying that in Nigeria, the entire prisons we have have the official capacity of accommodating not more than 57,500 prisoners. And as I'm talking to you, precisely as at in July 2021, this year, the population of Nigerian prisons stand to be around 70,000 population, which means the official capacity has been exceeded, which technically talking, is talking about our prisons are crowded. That's one. Secondly, with the rising trend of serious insecurity, which led to many criminalities that are committed at several levels using different approaches, made our prison population to simply skyrocketed to that number which inevitably means that. And unfortunately, the majority of our prison population are awaiting trial because most of them are awaiting trial and their criminal associates outside have the liberty to go and visit them to know the situation they are in. And again, the prison condition in Nigeria are nothing to write home about. I think this, among others, are the factors that led to that breaks. But the implication is this. When... The prison breaks continue as it has been happening. It means we'll be getting ready to fight more criminalities because those that have run away may eventually go back to their criminal life. Again, they will make effort to recruit others in prisons. Mostly scholars and researchers are seeing prison as criminal institution where criminal recruitment, brainwash, indoctrination take place. So if you accommodate and confine two prisoners who have criminal record and they happen to escape, you better know. Before they escape, they might have introduced some brand new, minor, softer criminals into their gun. Okay, so um, I've picked over four things from what you said. First, you said the overcrowding of the prison yes. is one of the yeah. probable causes of yes. having incessant jailbreaks. And then yes, you've also right. said allowing their criminal-minded friends to visit has made them understand yes. how the prison works, hence yes. makes it easy for them to access the prisons. And now, right. thirdly, you've said this 
this is definitely going to mm. see to an increased crime rate. Yeah, exactly. Now, as a professor of prisons, now you told me earlier that you did a research of both yes. prisons in Nigeria and America. Right. Now, let's look yes. at the prison warders now. Mm. Do you think they play a role in this? Do they have what it takes to actually guard the prisons? It's a good question. The reason is this. When prison officials, wherever they are in the world, used to be friendly to prisoners. In terms of relationship, their relationship is just so excellent. But the fundamental question that many prisons in Africa need to answer is whether the prison officials have the capacity to manage and put in good custody these prisoners. In capacity in terms of training, Capacity in terms of resources, capacity in terms of weapons, because it's medium, maximum security prison supposed to have officials that are called armed squad. The present day criminals are more sophisticated, which require more sophisticated training given. So if you want to accommodate sophisticated-minded criminals, you must give sophisticated training. Which your research over time has a professor of prisons, and based on what you've seen in other countries and in Nigeria, yes, how can mm-hmm. this be prevented further? It can only be prevented using the following ways. One, build the capacity of our prison officials so that they can be up and doing. That's one. Secondly, we need to actually be encouraging our executive governors to be signing this warrant because there are so many prisoners on the death row. They also have the right to deny the visit because that allows outsiders to get to know the life of the prison in Nigeria. That was Dr. Abdullahi Meikano Madaki, a criminologist. With the incessant jailbreaks and the release of suspected criminals back into the society, what effect does this have on the already dwindling security situation in the country? Why do people attack prisons? Bill Kisu Ahmed puts these questions to a security analyst, Kabiru Adamu. Okay, um, so in a nutshell, every facility, especially one of importance as a correctional service or prison uh, center, should have four layers of protection. Um, and I'll quickly mention these layers. The barrier layer, the detection layer, the surveillance layer, and then the response layer. So what it means is that the prison itself must be protected around these four layers. Mm. Um, Now, even where one of the layers is breached, then the others will be able to stop the the attack Mm. from happening. And in my experience, all of these four layers that I've mentioned within the correctional services are defective. So the barrier layer is defective, and the barrier layer is usually the fence or the walls of the buildings where the prison or correctional service is located. Now, in the case of Nigeria, most of the uh, concrete, the integrity of these walls and the fences is very weak, so that it's very easy to circumvent them. Another barrier layer is the security protection around the, the correctional service or prisons. And uh, if we look at, for instance, the Northwest, where sometimes when these bandits attack, they come about, you know, hundreds of them on on bikes. Mm. Now, I doubt if there's any correctional services that will have the kind of firepower that these bandits have in one located in one area. Mm. And so that that brings us to the last layer, which is the response layer. Um, in my experience the response capabilities of this correctional service is very weak. The only instance where we saw the response happening very fast is in Jos. Uh, and maybe that is because their correctional service in Jos is located next to 
several other security formations. Mm. And so the response was quick. But in the case of um, Kogi and Oyo State mm. uh, um, Correctional Services break that happened this year, yeah. the response was, was very, very slow um, in most instances. Now, um, there are some other factors too that have to do with the procedure within the correctional services. So as an example, uh, prisoners and other detainees are allowed access to the external environment. Mm. Um, they are privileged. They have phones. They are able to speak to people outside. They are able to live alive as if they are outside with the yeah. kind of privileges so they are enjoying. You said, is it uh, like a particular set of prisoners, not all of them, right? It depends on what you can afford. Okay. Um, if you can, so if all prisoners can afford it, then all of them will have, others can't mm. because they don't have the resources to buy that type of influence. So not all of them will have access to that, those phone calls or other privileges. And so the danger of allowing them access to the outside world is that especially for the hardened criminals, mm. it means from within the prison walls they can continue to operate yeah. and in where it's convenient for them, they can organize for their rescue, mm. as it were. Mm. And they will be able to tell the their gang members how many security operatives mm. there are in the, within the walls of the prison. They will be able to tell them the modus operandi mm. and the weaknesses within the security arrangement. And that is what the attackers will exploit. Mm. So that is a huge red flag, that, that um, allowance. And then, of course, the, corrup the corruption uh, within the operatives that are manning this, uh, uh, you know, correctional services and prisons. Yeah. It is the corruption that allows them to give the, the inmates um, telephones and other privileges. Okay. What is the security implication of prisoners breaking and coming into the society? What will the society go through if this happens? So there is a positive correlation between the rise of criminality and other offenses uh, after prison breaks, mm. uh, these are this is this scientific um, studies by criminologists have shown that positive correlation. Now, in the aftermath of the NSAS protest, mm. according to the federal government, almost about 2,000 in inmates were set free yeah. by the protesters, and immediately in some locations where we saw high numbers of the relief, like uh, Edo State, mm. uh, some parts of Lagos State, we saw a corresponding increase in security incidences almost immediately okay. in those locations. So clearly, uh, there is a positive correlation between security incidents. Okay, but what if there wasn't that quick security influence? The criminals are out there in the society. You may mention some are not tried, so that anger, that frustration, if they are being broken out of the prison, they are out there in the society. What would be the implications? Uh, well, um, the, the a continuation of um, offences, mm. uh, crime crime will continue to spike, mm. and uh, the level of insecurity would would rise. Mm. Uh, that would be the most likely out outcome, unfortunately. That was Kabiru Adamu, a security analyst. You are listening to Nigeria Daily, coming to you from Daily Trust Online. You can listen to these and other episodes of our podcast on Sprout, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio by searching for Nigeria Daily. You can also listen in on NAS FM 89.9 Yola Adamawa State. We will be going on a short break to stay. You're welcome back. This is Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust Online. You can listen to or download our podcast on Sprout, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio and Spotify 
by searching for Nigeria Daily. You can also listen to our podcast on NAS FM 89.9 in Yola, Adamawa State. In this episode, we're looking at the incessant jailbreaks in the country and its effect on the society and the fight against crimes in the country. The Nigerian Correctional Service, formerly known as Nigerian Prison Service, is a government agency of Nigeria which operates prisons. According to Dr. Abdullah Mekano Madaki, the over-friendliness and over-familiarity of prison wardens might be one of the causes of these jailbreaks. Furthermore, it is reported that this administration has earmarked prison's welfare as the highest in its budget this year. What is the money used for? Do the prison warders have what it takes to defend these correctional facilities? I put this question to Francis N. Nabore, the PRO, Nigerian Correctional Service. There's no doubt that the security challenges facing the Nigerian Correctional Service actually cause for concern. Uh, but uh, to answer your question directly, I don't think it would be fair uh, to insinuate that the officers and men of the Nigerian Correctional Service are incapable of uh, uh, protecting the facilities from uh, jail attack. You recall that traditionally what the service is established to do is to keep inmates that are sent to us by competent court of jurisdiction and then take them to those that are awaiting trial, take them to court as and when due for their cases to be heard. The number of uh, the inmates that are running different degree programs in our service now, they are, to be specific, we have 907 inmates doing different degree programs with National Open University of Nigeria. However, what we are experiencing is a spillover of the general insecurity that the nation is experiencing. Okay, I think sir. the starting point should be what we are doing okay, sir, rather so than insinuating that we are not capable of doing our job. In relation yes. to what you just said now, which is beautiful, you said that the correctional facilities are helping these people make a living back. <clears throat> but in terms of protecting these cells, I believe you've not really made emphasis on that now. Is it that our the correctional facilities do not have what it takes to actually protect this jail? properly. Uh, yes, it, 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 it is sad that the uh, criminals that are kept in the uh, consular center uh, are carelessly released by hoodlums. Uh, but I'd like to say this. There has never been any time the correctional service was designed or primed to be able to withstand high caliber invasion with military-grade weapons. We recently started sending our unscored personnel to uh, military uh, formations for training. Okay. So that by the time they come out, we are able to deploy high caliber weapons and then we know how to also withstand such an uh, attack. So it is reported that this regime has the highest budget for prisons welfare. And you just made mention of, obviously, it wasn't built or designed to have those um, high um, armored tank and high defense because these people are being sentenced to correctional facilities. So it's more like the prisons were not prepared for this invasion. Yeah, it, it, it's not even a question of the prison centers were not prepared for this. They were not designed to withstand such invasions of uh, uh, invasion. You know, there's a concept that's going on now to have 3,000 capacity or tabloid consular centers mm. in each of the six geopolitical zones across the country. These are all uh, the resources to the new security challenges that we are facing. There are allegations that the warders are also involved in this jailbreak. And there's also allegations that most of them are being too friendly with the, with, um, the prisoners and most or even with those who are visiting, which has given them the opportunity to look at the prison and know how to hack it. Now, how true are these allegations? Uh, well, you know, uh, each of these challenges give us opportunity to do in-depth investigation and to uh, beam searchlight to different areas that we are suspecting uh, leakages probably will be coming out from. The investigation report we revealed who and who was, um, you know, in uh, either perpetrating or uh, abating the, uh, the attack. And anybody that is found 
to be involved in such a heinous crime, of course, we'll be made to face the full wrath of the law. Okay, so you're confirming that this um, invest this is a likely possibility or is true, hence people are carrying out an investigation? No, no, no. Investigation generally. That was Francis Enabore, the PRO, Nigerian Correctional Facilities. And that wraps up the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. To everyone whose voices we heard on the show, we say a big thank you. Nigeria Daily is a Daily Trust production and you can download this and other episodes of our podcast on dailytrust.com or bossprout.com or even listening on NAS FM, it's 9.9 in Yola, Adamawa State. You can also listen in by searching for Nigeria Daily on Google Podcasts, Spotify and TuneIn Radio. If you have questions or comments, let us know on our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at Daily Trust. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 0913-893-3390. I am Lilian Ogazi. Thank you for listening and bye for now.